And now it's time for Twat, this week's Antonio Troubles. That's right. Welcome to Fantasy <laughs> Fuel on the Fire. And oh, we get to start off with the biggest raging fire that has built up <sighs> over the course of an entire offseason, season, playoffs. Here we go. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have seen this. I'm not going to play even no. the audio for you because it is just the j- biggest rant and I don't even know how to describe it, but Antonio Brown. not even a rant. He was just yelling obscenities at the cops. same phrase and every single five seconds. And baby mama, the stuff. kids were around, and he was just uh, telling them to go away, but in the worst ways possible. Hmm. F off this, and I, I can't even. You can't even uh, say the stuff that he said. It's insane it. how no. insane he has gone. I, yeah. What do we need to do to help Antonio Brown come back down to earth and act uh, like a normal human being again? Somebody, some friend in the NFL, somebody close to him somehow needs to sit down with him. Be like, man, I'm scared for you. Like, honestly, I think he's just got, he's got some issues he needs to address whether or not he has to go to a psychologist or to a brain surgeon that because maybe he got hit too hard. I don't know what's going on, but he he needs to get some help. And it almost saddened me in some way as much as we make fun of him for the right. things he says and all that garbage. It almost he needs some help. <laughs> it really does. And then look at the success his cousin had. AJ Brown. Right. Like, yeah. He's doing fine. We haven't heard anything bad about him. But again, that's what AB was his first few years in the league. I mean, right. his first five, six, seven years in the league, we never heard about him. Right. Now, what does this say about Mike Tomlin, about how much of a good coach he was to keep all of this under wraps? If he's been like this since day one and we never knew about it, Holy crap, that organization knows how to, like, just shut a player down. Like, you get out of that field and you play, and you shut up off the field, and we won't talk about it either. And I don't know. I don't know. I mean, if that – he's the best coach of all time. If he somehow corralled <laughs> that Antonio Brown, and if that's that's the guy he's always been, then he's the best coach of all time. Like, I just – but I just don't think that's the, the truth. <laughs> I think something snapped in Antonio Brown and he just went berserk. And I don't know if Mike Tomlin could completely uh, contain all of that. And maybe that's why they ended up trading him as he saw the writing on the wall. That last Vontez perfect hit must have just cracked him wide open. You're like, whoa, let's get him out of here. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. Is it CTE? Is it mental illness? Is it? Has he always been like this? I mean, there's so many possibilities. Yeah. And and he's not asking for help or apology. He's not even apologizing no. for being the way mm-hmm. he is and doing the things he's done. And maybe 
you know, the, the main uh, allegations against him, maybe they're not 100% true. But even if they're a little bit true, he's got problems. And no, he no. needs to ask for help, and he needs to admit that he's got some problems. Uh, if he doesn't do that, this last video proves if he can't change himself, he'll never play again. You said it earlier. This, no. He's never going to play another down in the NFL. He has to... He has to extremely prove that he's a completely different person than what that video is for him to play ever again. Uh, And if anybody listening wants to actually look it up, you can look it up. It's really not worth it. Just trust us. (laughs) It's two minutes and 20 seconds of expletives and racist comments and all sorts of stuff. And in front of his children... Too. Mm-hmm. There was two yeah. two kids. I don't know if they were both his, but there were kids there, and he was just letting it all fly. And I could never, in a million years, imagine myself doing that in front of a kid. Yeah, especially you know my own kids. Yes, exactly. <laughs> just yeah. Perfect example set. Don't be like that guy. That's all <laughs> I can say. But we do have good football to talk about yeah four games there are two games left we'll get into some mm-hmm. predictions at the end of the show but let's talk about the games in order of the way they were played this weekend the first game seemed like basically the most boring game out of them all 49ers and vikings it really wasn't much of a contest no i knew the result before the game started and nobody <laughs> seemed to believe me that everybody was like, oh, the Vikings have a really good chance to win this game. No, the nah. Vikings aren't good. Nah. They, they, they probably shouldn't have won last week. <laughs> I'm sorry. There's no chance they're going to beat the 49ers. I was proven right. And I, there's really nothing else to say about that game. It's just it was dominance by the Niners. It was. Uh, that defense, they got healthy, too. Uh, they got a bunch of guys back, some real stars Came mm-hmm. back into the lineup and they shut down Dalvin Cook and Kirk Cousins completed 21 passes for 172 yards. That's not going to get the job done unless right. your defense is doing what the 49ers defense did. So it, there's really not a lot to talk about. The 49ers look dominant. And uh, yeah, again, I just the Vikings did not look like they should have been in position, whether or not they just gave it all they had in the week before against the Saints just to get to this point or what. And now they're losing their offensive coordinator, which we talked about in the fantasy episode, which I don't think is going to hurt them a whole lot. No, I think it's a good thing all in all for the Vikings. They, I don't know who they can pick up to make things better, but the guy they had just wasn't cutting it. Plain, plain and simple, and they need to change things up. Maybe get a different playbook out there. I don't know what you're going to do because Kirk Cousins, I, I don't see another way to handle him. I think they're, that's about it. You run the ball as much as you can. If it don't work, you end up having to try to pass it, and hopefully he doesn't make any mistakes. Right, and when he gets pushed, it usually doesn't that's end up good. well. Not good. <laughs> yeah, so let's move on to another game that – probably was um, the opposite of what almost everybody Everybody thought it would be. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I wasn't giving them uh, 100% buy in this one, 
but I really didn't think the Titans were going to be able to do what they did. They had a perfect game plan set up. And, Mm -hmm. I mean, if you look at the stats, Lamar Jackson had a ton of yards, rushing, uh, passing, uh, touchdown. Usually that's good enough for a good Baltimore team to win, but this is the lowest point total they've scored all year. Um, wait, wait, wait. No, it's not. It's not. They only they only scored ten against ah, the Niners. Okay, so it's they the won. lowest point total they've scored since going on a ten game win streak. We'll put it that oh, way. All right. <laughs> um, but yeah, they. It, it's it's crazy because all them stats you can say all that stuff, but the the biggest thing to me that happened in that game is the Titans got to Jackson. Yeah, they hit him. They sacked him. They made him fumble. It was just, it was just the Titans defense is amazing. And the game plans they've had these last two games against the Ravens, I thought no way they're going to beat the Ravens. I thought it's a 95% chance to, that the Ravens are going to win this game. I don't think there's any way you can contain Jackson, and they did. They did. And and the same same goes to say when they played against the, the Patriots. I didn't think they were going to beat the Patriots. I thought it would be, you know, a little bit of better chance to beat them because the Patriots just aren't themselves. But yeah, there's no way I thought they're going to completely dominate that game, which they did. Uh, the entire game was close for that Patriots game, but it, for, flat out they dominated the time of possession, and they, they got a minute or two, a minute and thirty some seconds off the clock using Belichick stuff. It was all great, and uh, this, this Titans team is going to be really. Really interesting watching this next game uh, when they play the Chiefs, which I guess we can talk about the Chiefs now, or you can talk about them later. What doesn't matter to me? I st- I still got stuff to talk about. All right, all right. <laughs> Do you remember <laughs> one of the things I told you? I texted you early uh, in that Tennessee game when it was like yeah. fourteen to nothing. I yeah. said the wide receivers were going to be a hamstring for the Ravens in this game. As it stands, when they're down 14 to nothing, they're not a team that it was built to come back like the Chiefs were, which we'll get to in a moment. Right. They're not a team that likes playing from behind. They have that amazing run game with Lamar and Ingram and even Gus Edwards in there. They can all, you know, do that little play action and the option and the RPOs and all that kind of stuff. And that works great when you're ahead, but it didn't work so good when you're behind. And Ryan Tannehill only had 88 yards and two touchdowns. So they didn't need a lot out of him, but he had a couple of, Good big plays early that sparked them, got them ahead, and that's where they needed to stay. Now, yes, they did have a rookie, Marquise Brown, who had an amazing catch. Yeah, I mean, one of the best catches in of the. I was probably about year. <laughs> uh, I was probably about thirty seconds ahead of you in the stream. I was actually on, I wasn't streaming, but I was on playing, talking to your wife on the game, and you were watching, and I was like, oh my goodness, and then we're like waiting, and you told her, don't say anything, don't say anything, don't say anything, and uh, then all of a sudden you saw it, and I heard you in the back, I was like, that was insane, holy cow, how did he catch that, and I'm like, yep, that was the one bright spot, but the other yeah. wide receivers, this is where I was going, Willie Sneed, Seth yeah. Roberts. Yeah, I, 
Miles Boykin. I mean, those guys were not meant to. I think a- Boykin years to come is going to be a solid receiver. Uh, they're going to have to either address another receiving, uh, a stud receiver, either in the draft or in free agency somehow. I don't know who's going to be available, but uh, they need something that Lamar can throw to uh, so they don't get in the situation again where they're playing a stellar defense and they have they have some kind of option to get out of a hole because they just could not get out of it. They didn't have enough. And, I mean, Brown is is a rookie still. I mean, he's not perfect. So even him, he's not going to have the best of routes, the best of, you know, uh, head. What's the word for it? Uh, knowledge <laughs> for a game of this caliber. Right. So you, ju- you just have to get somebody. I, I would hope they get a veteran other than Willie Sneed that can actually – be a leader on that team for the wide receivers. And then we can maybe see some more success for this Ravens team in the future, but it it might be a little bit harder of a a division this next year. So you never know. That's very true. Um, So yes, Brown and Boykin are going to be fine, but they don't have that for lack of a better player that I'm picturing, like an Alshon Jeffrey type where you're just going to throw it up, over the sideline, he's going to jump up and box out the guy and catch it and get you that 17-yard gain when it's third and 12 and you can just throw it up and you know he's going to do everything he can to catch it. They don't have that type of guy. And that's why they were using like all three of their tight ends all year right? because they don't have that guy. Yep. They got three tight ends that they are okay with, but most teams don't do that. (laughs) They usually have one, maybe two tight ends not all three or four of them that they they used all year. And it was confusing at times because yes. in <laughs> fantasy football, you think, who do I start here? Oh, I don't know because this guy didn't do this and he didn't have this. And, well, there's three of them. Oh, well. <laughs> and a guy we will talk about in the fantasy episode next week um, mm-hmm. who got some looks in the passing game, obviously, because they were behind, who could maybe play a bigger role next year is Justice Hill. Yeah, uh, He had four catches yeah. for 26 yards. He didn't have a carry, but obviously, besides Lamar Jackson, they had a total of nine carries on that team between uh, Ingram and Edwards. Yes. So he wasn't going to get anything you know, in that. But I do like him next year, maybe as a late-round flyer, because uh, mm-hmm. he didn't do enough this year to get in anybody's radar. Maybe no. in the offseason and preseason next year, he'll look good, and then all of a sudden he'll start to creep up the draft boards and – if, you know, Mark Ingram goes down, well, maybe you've got another, you know, I don't know. But, yeah. But here's the thing Here's the thing with Justice Hill. They drafted him. They got a bunch of speed on that team, lots of yes. speed. And he is extremely quick. Uh, Marquise Brown is extremely quick. Obviously, Jackson is probably the fastest quarterback in the league at this point. I, he is. I don't have to yeah, say probably. Yeah, he is. <laughs> He is, and it's just a lot of electricity. They need, I think they need something that isn't speed. They need like a Julian Edelman type of guy, something like that, or maybe an Elshon Jeffrey where he's not super fast, but he's got the hands and he can go up and get. They have to have something like that. But I really think Justice Hill has a chance, and they need to use him a little bit differently than they did this last year. They need to get him 
I, I almost want him to be a wide receiver almost like right. he's just so <laughs> quick. He's got such electricity that he could just boom, be like a Tyreek Hill type of player. But I don't think he's got the hands for that, but he's, he's, he's that in, uh, he's got so much speed and acceleration and, and network, uh, brought up a good point here too. Maybe he's not gotten the experience at pass blocking yet. So he might not yeah. be in there as much yeah. as Mark Ingram. Ingram has been doing it for years, so obviously they're going to be more uh, confident with him. Um, yeah, but absolutely. Now we can move on to the game that we thought at first was <laughs> going to be another weird game, and it did end up being a yeah. weird game, just in the complete opposite that we thought it was going to be. The Texans were up twenty-four to zero. And you sent me a message and was going, what's going on here? And they just, the Chiefs just scored. Like, okay, well, it's not going to be a blowout. Uh, Well, it still kind of was a blowout because they went on 41 unanswered points and won 51 to 31. (laughs) How dejected would you be if you were on the Texan side of this ball? Boy, I don't know. I mean, you have such a great lead. It's almost as bad as the Falcons blowing it in the Super Bowl to the Patriots. That's that's what it felt like to me. If if I was a Texans fan or if I was a Falcons fan. Now, when I turned on this game, I'll admit I didn't watch the first quarter. I had no idea what the score was. I just said, "Oh, I'm going to watch some of this game." I turn it on. I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> Twenty four to nothing. And then I'm just like, what? I, I, I the Ravens just lost last night. I turned aside and it's like, what the Kansas city chiefs can't be getting crushed like this. What is happening? And then immediately after I texted you, boom, 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 boom. And all of a sudden they're leading before halftime. Yeah. I couldn't believe four touchdowns like, in like 10 minutes. And there were like three and five play drives. Just like bing, yeah. dink, dink, done. Like apparently at one point, uh, Sammy Watkins was on the sideline before they started this run and he was kind of like down. And uh, I think it was Mahomes. I don't remember, uh, came over to him like, we got this, put your head up, stay positive, blah, 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 whatever. And that right there shows mm. you the separation between Mahomes and Lamar Jackson at this point. Mahomes yeah. seems to thrive in situations where, uh, they're down and they have to come back. He's like, okay, now I've got a challenge. I'm going to hit it head on. And guess yes. what? You got this guy named Travis Kelsey who scored three of those touchdowns mm. in that quarter. And yeah. it was just, they couldn't stop him. They were doubling Tyreek. They'd go to Travis Kelsey. They double somebody else. They just, it didn't matter. That he was team, finding everybody. That team to me is if they get momentum, watch out. I mean, that that whole entire game was based off momentum. They were down by 24. It seemed like there was nothing left in the tank. But when they got the one score, it was like, okay, they're like hyped up about that score. They were ready, and they're getting ready to go get some more points. And it just kept going and going. I mean, that was just amazing. And I'll tell you something about Mahomes. The excitement I've seen out of him, I haven't seen out of a quarterback since Brett Favre. And I yeah. know I say a lot of I compare to Brett Favre a lot. <laughs> but the the fun that I saw to him, that's what I like to see in football. That's why I loved Brett Favre. I, I have a feeling I'm gonna love 
uh, Patrick Mahomes for years to come just because of his excitement, his kid-like behavior when it comes to football. I mean, it's after all, it's just a game. It's a game that you're playing. You're getting paid a ton of money. Have some fun. And I think Patrick Mahomes understands that, and that's what makes him watchable. And I think that, honestly, that's why Brett Favre was good. Right. When you make it a game and it's fun, you can do the things that you probably shouldn't do, and it's you get away with it because <laughs> – you're just, it's just how the game works. Like Favre made crazy plays. Mahomes makes crazier plays, in my opinion. Like the that one where he dragged his foot. Oh yeah, the and one where it eight. was you have to have your whole body across the line for it to be an illegal forward oh. pass, and he was just there and boop, dumped it off to Kelsey. What? And yeah, watching that live, I said, "Oh no, they're going to take this back. That's a flag. There's no no chance." And then I saw the replay. I was like, what? It's yep. like he almost knew. He yeah, was, it's like, like how do you know? There. Like he could see it. <laughs> <laughs> yep, Mahomes, he's a guy who knows when it's time to get serious and get your guys ready to go out there and compete. And he also knows when those guys, those same guys, need a laugh and a weird play, mm-hmm. even if it's a play that didn't account for anything. Like earlier in the year when he completely overthrew Travis Kelsey in the end zone with a no-look pass that was nowhere near him. He's like, eh, what are you going to do? I I felt like trying it. What are you? Well, he uh, was asked, I don't know if you saw this part of the Chiefs game. Apparently there was a fan or two in the stands that were so superstitious after they were down 24 nothing. They're like, I have to go. I think this is like my fault. I need to leave to give them some good juju. They left the game in the first quarter when they were down 24, nothing. And of course we know what happened. They asked Patrick Mahomes at the presser after the game. Oh, did you hear about the fan that did this and that? Do you have anything that you'd like to say to them? He's like, can you stay home next game? <laughs> so he knows how to joke and get a laugh out of everybody yeah. and then go right back into serious football mode. They should have been in the Super Bowl last year. Yeah. They're yeah. they have a really good chance this year. It it's almost the same as last week. I'm looking at this Chiefs versus Titans and we'll do predictions in a minute, but I'm seeing yeah. the same exact thing like there's no real way the Titans can beat the Chiefs, is there? I we'll get into it, but yeah, <laughs> I know exactly what you're saying. All right, obviously there's one game left, and it was the game in our area that everybody was watching. Mm-hmm. And in my opinion, it should have been iced long before the game was yeah. actually over. That's my problem with the Green Bay Packers this year as they look amazing. Devontae Adams was killing it. Aaron Jones had a couple of great runs. And then all of a sudden, it was just bleh. And it looked (laughs) like Seattle was going to come back. And they were able to stave them off somehow. Yeah. Now, I'll I'll admit, um, I just knew I didn't need to watch this game. (laughs) I just... I knew one. I thought the Packers were going to win. I was like, there's no real reason for me to watch this. I don't think it's going to be super exciting. I'm going to get all of the news later on from all of my oh, friends yeah. and family. So I don't need to really need to watch this. I watched one play, and that was the Aaron Rodgers pass to Adams where he caught it, went left, and then went right and got a touchdown. 
And I that said, was, okay, this game's over. Right. <laughs> but then, then all of a sudden I checked the score. I'm like, oh, that was a lot closer than I thought it was going <laughs> to be. So, yeah. And, and there was some, I watched the highlights and whatnot. And I saw, and I'd like to t- talk about this. Mm-hmm. I saw a fumble that was clearly recover- covered by the Packers <laughs> that for some reason mm-hmm. the Packers did not get after replay i just i i don't know what replay is there for if we can't get this right i mean come on it's it was a clear fumble we got we know that and then they said they didn't clearly recover what just go back a few seconds he handed the referee the ball the packer did that's a clear recovery i personally saw this and I had some PTSD back to, (laughs) I believe it was two years ago, the Eagles and Cowboys. Mm -hmm. And it was a clear fumble. Mm -hmm. And there were four Philadelphia Eagles around that ball. And because we didn't see one of them pick it up on camera on one of the angles, we didn't get the recovery. And that was basically the same thing here. There was two Packers down in the bottom of that pile. One of them came up with it and handed it to the referee. I don't know how much clearer it I, can be. I, I, I'm just dumbfounded with this. Like, I don't understand how – I just don't get it. Like It almost makes me feel like it's rigged. Like what is going on here? Is this just to make – a better game out of it? Like, what's going on? I just don't get it. It makes zero sense how that cannot be reversed. I understand calling it one way on the field, bang, bang plays. I get it. But then once you look at the replay, come on. Well, and the, that was the thing about that one, too, is it was not called a fumble on the field. So they right. didn't come up and say, yes, here is a recovery. It's first down Packers. That's why that whole play got screwed up is because they were like, no, we think he did fumble and you didn't call it that way. And we think we got the recovery. Like, oh, well, there was a fumble, but no clear recovery. And you're like, well, we came up with the ball. That's why we challenged the plays because what's, we did think it was a fumble. Clear? Yeah, like I, I would ask, what's not clear? I don't know. It was, <laughs> Seriously, if I'm LaFleur, I'm just like, what? He handed you the football, man. Right. What's and, going on? In well, my, luckily they won yes. because if they didn't win, that play would be just absolutely. <laughs> it would just change. Everybody would be so pissed. Like, <laughs> that's what would happen. I can't believe all of the people that really are trying to argue that Jimmy Graham first down, where the yellow line was oh, clearly on. a half a yard in front of the actual sticks. And it didn't matter really anyway, because on fourth and inches, they were going to go for it, and they were probably going to get it with a quarterback sneak up the middle. That play works almost all of the time. So just let's let's just stop talking about the stupid Jimmy Graham first down because no matter what the Packers were going to get that first down. I agree to a certain extent it's about the no matter what the Packers are going to get the first down. I kind of disagree with that. Like you don't know. A quarterback sneak doesn't always work. It most of the time does. But I'm looking at the Jimmy Graham dive, whatever fall down dive, whatever mm-hmm. it is. It's it, it that the angle that I'm looking at 
there's no real way you can say that he 100% didn't cross the line. I think he crossed. I, it's almost impossible for the look at it. <laughs> if I, I, again, I didn't watch the game live. So when I'm looking at it again, it's like controversial call in the Packers game. Okay. I was, uh, I was like, what's so, what's so controversial about this? Like that, there's no way you can possibly say one way or the other. And you have to go with what's called on the field. Now I was watching that one live and with the line, the yellow line on the TV yep. to where it was, I thought he was just short. I was like, ooh, that's going to be close. But then when they showed it was kind of like a zoomed out all the way down the line, I'm like, well, that's where his forearm is hitting the ground, and that is almost straight down where this camera is looking. So I don't know how anybody could really argue with it at that point. Yeah. Yes, if the yellow line were accurate, which they always say, don't trust yeah. the yellow line. This is the reason they say it. It's not because the refs are getting it screwed up all the time. They're like, well, we got to kind of cover our asses here. But, you know, <laughs> it, it's just. When it, are they going to get the NFL to have lasers on the field so we can just see the official line? Well, that might come in the XFL if you want to talk about that for a minute. <laughs> well, let's do our predictions first, and then we can talk quick about the XFL. So we've right, got right. 49ers and Packers. Mm-hmm. Do the Packers have a legitimate shot at beating San Francisco in San Francisco when they just got manhandled the last time there? Right, and one of my friends uh, were talking to me about that game before we knew who was going to play next week, he was like, oh, have the 49ers beaten anybody legitimate? I said, well, they crushed the Packers. <laughs> and he was, he told me, he's like, well, I don't, well, that was the week they didn't have the, their wide receivers. Wasn't it? I was like, let me go look. I'll check. <laughs> nope. They nope. had all their wide receivers. Yes. Every single one. They were of fully them, healthy. They still that got week. crushed. So yes, there's a way the Packers can win. I'm not 100% sure which way they can do it. But Aaron Rodgers has to be spot on. Aaron Jones needs to be getting the ball and getting the getting like four yards per carry. They need to step their defense up in a real way. And that's about it. They have to dominate. They do. I don't, I don't see any other way for the Packers to beat the Niners. It's a possibility. But the Niners are just too good, in my opinion. If I had to pick a team, it's going to be the Niners. I want the Packers to go, but I really don't see them beating the 49ers again. They just do not match up well without a really good second wide receiver. We have not seen a good second wide receiver. We've seen a few plays out of Jimmy Graham. We've seen a few plays out of scantling a few plays out of allison uh, lazard lazard <laughs> kumaro here right. and just like yeah. a little bit here and there but they need another when you got guy that many teams or that many players on one team that you can just spout off because you hear them all the time that's a problem right. you need a you need a number two and you don't have an official one if you got all them types of players and i i have a hard time seeing aaron jones racking up yards against the 49ers, although I forget who it was towards the end of the year. There was somebody that kind of went berserk on the 49ers late. Oh, it's uh, Drake. Didn't Drake go berserk? I think you are right. I think it might have been Kenyon Drake. All of a sudden, you're like, well, okay, go back, Packers. Look at that game film, whatever the Cardinals (laughs) did against the 49ers (laughs) there, and match.
catch it because you're going to need time mm-hmm. of possession and you're going to need to be efficient and you're going to need to score a touchdown when you get down to the red zone because if you're kicking field goals, ain't going to happen. So right. I guess I'm going I'm gonna have to go 49ers as well. Yeah. As yeah. much as I would love to see an all state I'd rather see the Packers. <laughs> I'd rather see the Packers right. in this game. Say, as much as I would like if, to see an all state farm Super Bowl between <laughs> Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes. Because oh, you know if that happens, they they might have They're already gonna... filmed the commercial that they has that. It just yep. in case it ever happens, and I would mm-hmm. love to see that commercial. But yes, the Chiefs have to get by the surging Tennessee Titans. Wow! But uh, this, like you said, can the Titans do what they've done the last two games? Dominate against a guy in Tom Brady who's done it plenty of times. A guy in uh, Jackson who nobody thought anybody could stop. And now a guy who <laughs> is like a combination of them both and Aaron Rodgers put together. Like the guy is just Patrick Mahomes is amazing. I, I'm going to say it and I don't know if I'm going to regret it, <laughs> but I think the I think that the chiefs are going to win this game. And I think they're going to win by 13. I hate to agree with you on this one because I am rooting for Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill, but I think their luck is going to run out. I don't think the Chiefs are going to get screwed by an offside call uh, (laughs) this year, and I think Patrick Mahomes is probably too much, even for Mike Vrabel and the game planning that he has done in the last half a season, we'll even say. I think it's going to be too much for him, and I think the road will be ending in Kansas City for the Tennessee Titans. So yeah. 13 <laughs> might not be too far off. I could see a double-digit win. Uh, yeah. It might not be, or it might be, well, how do I want to put this? I think the final score won't be as close as it looks. There might be only uh, an eight or nine point win, but it might be a last second garbage time touchdown that yeah. kind of you know puts it in there. I don't know what the spread is. I haven't even looked at that. Let's see if no I can idea. find that really quick because the spread in these last week's games were insane. There was like two of them yeah. were like nine points. I'm like, whoa, what is going on here? That that shouldn't happen in a playoff game, right? So conference championship spreads right now. Both games are Chiefs and 49ers by seven and a half. Seven and a half. I would agree with both of them. <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard it's to argue with them. It's impossible for me not to. Now, I could see the Packers. I think the Packers have a better chance of beating the Niners than the Titans do. The Chiefs are honestly just uh, – there's one way the Titans can win, and it's it involves Tannehill going crazy <laughs> and just being – a, a tremendous quarterback and I think he can I just don't know what's gonna happen uh, there's no way the defense is going to be able to contain this offense now what I, what I just watched this last week was yeah. complete dominance after they got down by 24 it was complete dominance 
Yeah. Didn't matter what the defense was. I know it's a completely different defense, but it didn't matter. They were going to win that game because they wanted it more. And that's what I think is going to win this game. And again, I'm going to stick to my 13 points. Okay. All right. Sounds good. All right. There we go. We both basically have a 49ers Chiefs Super Bowl, though we're rooting for both of the other teams, I think, (laughs) (laughs) which really Uh, sucks. I don't mind. I don't mind the Chiefs in there. I kind of want the Chiefs to win in a way. I wouldn't mind the tie. I honestly don't care. AFC side, it doesn't matter to me. I'm okay with either one. I mean, I was on the Titans bandwagon as soon as Tiny Hill went in there. I was rooting for the Bills because I love Josh Allen. Um, But there is still a soft spot in my heart for Andy Reid, and it would be (laughs) kind of nice for him to get a Super Bowl win. And then he's nobody can talk about Andy Reid as well. He never won the big <sighs> one. Does he deserve to be in the Hall of Fame or anything like that? If he gets this win, that, that reminds me. I want to. I want to cover something. Did you see the Jimmy Johnson? Yes. Oh God! I was like, no, thing. stop it! I'm supposed to hate I, I, all things Cowboys, know, and like, you're making I me don't cry. Like Jimmy Johnson, but you're making me like the guy. I, I never disliked Jimmy me. Johnson. <laughs> I disliked. What? I never disliked Jimmy Johnson. I disliked Troy Aikman and Michael Irvin yeah. and Emmett Smith. Yeah, yeah. Jimmy Johnson was just the guy that ended up being able to coach those guys, and he was yeah. always been he a good, like a very lovable guy. And I yes. think that's pretty. That's pretty cool. Like, yep. And he obviously is very sincere. When yeah. they told him what was going on, he was immediately he was like, "I just want to thank all the guys that ever helped me, and yeah. coached under me, and all my players, and all that kind of stuff." And you could tell it meant a lot to him. And right. that is when I'm like, "Okay, put everything aside and just you can root for that guy. guy. Yep, you can be happy for him." Now, can we be happy with another football league? <laughs> Uh, I I can watch it for probably about two weeks until <sighs> it gets completely stupid, and then people stop watching. It's, That's probably what's going to happen. It happens all the time. They're trying so hard to make this watchable that they're probably going to injure some players just because <laughs> there's never going to be a touchback, punting no. or kicking. Uh, I believe the kickoffs are from the 30 and nobody can move besides the kicker and the returner until it is caught or it hits the ground and has been three seconds. That is going to be insane. The first time it hits the ground and everybody's like, can I move yet? Are we getting a whistle or is there a horn or something that lets us know when I can move? How are you going to do like an onside kick? Is that's just not going to be possible? Ooh. That's a good question. I have not looked into that rule yet, but yeah, yeah. we'll have to okay. see what that happens. Anyway, so punts, uh, the punt touchback is going to come out to the 35, mm-hmm. which is insane. So they're going to try and limit the, you know, coffin corner uh, right. punts. And I believe the offense cannot go past the line of scrimmage until a certain point, whether it's caught or has been in the air so long. I forget what, what it was, but they are wanting people to take back any kind of kick and punt return. And there is going to be, there is going to be some wild hits. Um, yes, it's not going to be the greatest, uh, you know, 
players in the world. No. So somebody's going to really try to do something on a kick to get them a highlight reel. And they can be <laughs> like, hi, just so I can get a shot in the actual NFL. What, um, what needs to happen for this league to be successful? Well, it needs to, one, have an audience that sticks with it, unlike the other league that tried to go when they yeah. folded halfway through the year. They need to have a couple of names of some kind that we recognize. Yeah. And they need to do well. And yeah. it needs to be high scoring. If it's going to be like the old, um, you, well, I forget what the, the European league that they had in the mm. like early 90s or whatever it was, there just wasn't enough scoring and the players weren't good enough. Now, I do like the fact that they don't have an extra point. It's all conversions, a 1.1 from the one yard line, a 2.1 from the two or three and a 3.1 from the 10. So there should be (laughs) no reason that there's hardly any ties, but in case of a tie, they're going to do like five possessions, each team kind of college football style. And we'll see if that works. I'm guessing there won't be a lot of ties because the competition is not going to be better than what the NFL has right now. (laughs) I can't, I still, they improved it. It's not just sudden death, but I just think overtime in the NFL needs to just be either like college or if the team like the Vikings, they won two weeks ago because of a touchdown. The Saints never got a chance on offense. Right. I just think that the Saints should that, that that team needs to get a chance. Just because your defense sucks doesn't mean your <laughs> offense isn't better than their defense. Yep, and you have to have some kind of another chance. We've talked about it before. Yeah. It, we both agree that I don't care if it is a touchdown on the first drive. Both teams should be yeah. on offense and defense at least once. You don't want to have to, if you've won all year, like the Chiefs do by scoring a bunch of points, then you shouldn't be penalized because you had to play defense first. I mean, you can always go for two, or maybe maybe here is the solution. After the first touchdown, the other team gets the ball, but if you score, you have to go for two. Or if you score a touchdown, and you kick the extra point, the other team gets a chance. If you go for two and you get it, yeah, the game's over. Then the game is over. That would be at least more acceptable. I'd be okay with that. It, it's closer. It's still yeah. not giving the other offense a yeah. chance, yeah. but then you know, I don't. Yeah, there's just so many different ways we could go with that, and <laughs> it could be better than what it is. So, with that, we will leave you with our. Well, I don't think we have any XFL predictions because I don't even know what the teams are right now. <laughs> the XFL predictions we can make right now are, will it last an entire season, and will it be yes. back next year? It will last an entire season. Will it be there next year? That's mm, a 50-50 chance. I don't 50. know what to do with that. We could toss a coin, but I don't think I have any more. And I could make a reference to a show on Netflix, but I'm sure you haven't watched that one yet. Uh, Probably the, not. The Witcher. You know, toss a coin uh, to yeah, your I've Witcher. <laughs> it's a song they sing on there. But that's neither here nor there. We've got 
AFC, NFC championship games this next week should be good. But again, yep. we saw the spread seven and a half, and that's not good because it could be a blowout either way. I could see that happening. Yep. We'll see. Good luck if you're any of the fans of these teams, Chiefs, Packers, Titans. You guys have already basically had your Super Bowl. You're <laughs> you're playing with house money now, so good luck yep. the rest of the way there. And 49ers fans, uh, it's been a wild last decade. You've been really good and really bad half the time. We'll see how you end up. <laughs> good luck. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next week. <laughs>